Hey, Hound Dogs. I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. Welcome to On the Air with Power Squared. Uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, sort of a post-mortem of the Kickstarter we just completed. Yes. And talk about the upcoming issues. I think we kind of did something kind of like this a few weeks ago, but can't hurt the help, right? Right. So, uh, as you uh, hopefully are aware, we had a Kickstarter that ended earlier this week. Yes. Like Tuesday. Yeah, 140% funded. Right. And so we want to thank the 39 backers that we had. Appreciate yeah. your, your support. And uh, hope that you will support us again in the future. Should we ever do another Kickstarter? Yes. Um, so this Kickstarters always make me nervous or anxious, I guess. Right. For like 30 days, I'm running around going, who's going to back us or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure that's a common feeling among uh, people who do... Kickstarter. And this wasn't really even our Kickstarter. No. Uh, we were uh, working with uh, an on-demand printer out of Britain called artithmeric.com and Andrew Copeland, who's there, was actually running the Kickstarter. Yeah. And uh, the idea was to raise money uh, to get a French translation done so they can sell it as a... And BD. BD, thank you, in France and, uh, I guess, French-speaking Belgium. Yeah. Where apparently graphic novels are graphic novels are popular, unlike here. Right. <laughs> so, and of course, we're hoping to get you know a bigger fan base for Power Squared. Um, so, this was our second Kickstarter to do a graphic novel for the first five issues. Yes. So, and I think that kind of uh, cut in a little bit into the money we could have raised, perhaps because two and a half years ago we did one. Yeah. For not, you know, and, and we tried, I, I think, to make it a different experience by going back and rewriting a lot of the dialogue from the first five issues, kind of trimming down. We were pretty wordy and stuff like that and tried to sort of, I'll say, spruce it up a little bit. Yes. Hi, Rachel. Hey. <laughs> Howdy. Um, so we tried to go back and sort of, you know, enliven it, I guess. Yeah. So it was ho hopefully it was a different experience for uh, uh, everybody that buys it and bought the first one. But I think it, the fact that it's a, a Kickstarter for a graphic novel and it's a Kickstarter for the graphic novel kind of uh, worked against it a little bit. Maybe. And I, I think a lot of people that supported the first one probably weren't necessarily going to... Raring to, raring to go. buy it again. Yeah. <laughs> But it is a different, uh, hopefully it's a different experience if you did buy the first one, which I still have a couple of copies left. <laughs> 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 I was, we were talking last week to Doug Neff about, uh, you know, he, he uh, his book, uh, Epic Win, the first time he took it to Comic-Con, he had 250 copies or wanted to have that many and sold like three. So you don't want to have a, a, a garage full of your books that no one buys. Right. Um, so, but we had bought some for a uh, signing we did and hope, you know, to see if we could sell them. Yeah. And I think we sold one, but we still have a few left over. So that nice little legacy, you know, to have those. Yeah. And then we, uh, because we had redone the first five issues, we redid the first five issues. Yes. Right. So <coughs> those are a little different read too. So if you bought the first one, and I guess we need to sort of start swapping stuff out. I think because we want to go kind of go with the new version. Yeah, and <coughs> we also use the occasion to, uh, I guess I'll say, christen these as 
SRCC Press. Yeah. Which is from San Romero Community College, uh, where the uh, yeah San Romero San Romero Community College, where our uh, heroes attend school. So we decided to have a university press. Yes. So, so the new uh, the new issues will have that little bug bug. That's the word for it in the corner. So, um, so anything that. You want to talk about it in relates to the Kickstarter? Uh, well, do we learn anything related to marketing the book? Uh, yeah, I think we kind of did. Uh, getting, but it kind of made us get like pushed to be more personable with uh, uh, social media posts and not just like uh, robot coldly advertising something yeah we tried to do some posts that were kind of uh talk about uh how we got into doing the book uh who, who the heroes are who the villains are and the process of you know finding the first artist yeah finding the second artist rachel and finding all the colorists that we've we've used yeah so we try to make it sort of a at least uh for those first five issues um but we so we talked kind of as opposed to kind of a little background, a little I hope for kind of personal, because yeah. they were it was kind of our our story. Uh, so that was I think that helped. The other thing is I learned is uh, that if I already hadn't learned that is you almost it's like a twenty four seven kind of deal. Yeah. As far as trying to communicate with people, um, I got ended up in three little chat rooms with other creators trying to. Uh, Kickstart are we're in the middle of Kickstarters for their books. Yeah, and uh, you know, trying to uh, people are pretty good about talking about other people's books in their updates and things like that. So that was kind of interesting, and I got sort of uh, I'd say kind of sucked into a a uh, podcast, right? Which uh, basically was creators talking to each other. I don't know if they, what kind of audience there was for that. That's the other thing is you don't know who's really watching if you're hyping your show is if, if it's other people or other creators that's not necessarily going to help you out too much right um and so I, I think we just need to find better ways of getting the word out there but i do think that i think we need to be more personable when we can be as far as with posts and things and yeah. um try to i guess try to expand our our base beyond the Hundred people that are on the mailing list, <laughs> and uh, and whoever you know, I don't know what the overlap is between people that watch us on Twitch that are signed up for the mailing list, that watch us on YouTube, that listen to us on Podbean, yeah, and various other platforms. So, and then the percentage of those people that actually buy the book is <laughs> so. Um, anyway, so uh, if we do another Kickstarter. Um, with Artith Merrick. I mean, that, I think that's their plan in a couple of years to do a next the next graphic novel. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll be rewriting it like we did. No. Um, and I kind of want a little more control over it. In what way? Uh, well, I kind of got the I got the sense, and you know, I, again, I felt like I was doing this in the morning and at night, uh, trying to you know 
be posting things and things like that. I kind of didn't. I, I kind of got the sense they kind of posted something and walked away. I was right. trying to put it in groups that might be interested and trying to, you know, I guess I'd be on shows if I could find a way of doing that and try to chat with other creators. And um, I didn't get the sense they were doing that so much. Right. Um, and I think we... we and we don't have time to do that to adopt the grind set. <laughs> no. Um, these and the, yeah, I I do find these groups are are sort of relentless. <laughs> I look down on my phone, there'll be like fifty four, you know, messages have gone back and forth, and it's a little nice to be kind of I I feel like I I can't be a part of that so much. I mean, I don't have the I don't some of these people. This is their. They live from Kickstarter to Kickstarter, or yeah. that's that's a big part of their day, and f for us, it's not. Maybe it should be, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how we could uh, survive on the Kickstarter. But anyway, uh, right now uh, we sent uh, all the pages. Uh, I say again to Artith America. They're going to do the graphic novels and the comic books. They actually do the printing there and perhaps in the United States as well yeah because there is a printer here uh, so they have those files and they are I'm assuming going to be fulfilling them shortly uh, and I guess there's surveys you have to fill out and things like that yeah since we didn't actually back the Kickstarter I don't know what the, what the surveys have gone out I assume they have yeah uh, if you did get one please fill it out if uh, you don't fill out the backer survey you probably won't get your reward Right. And then you can't complain. <laughs> um, and I know that they're going to send us, I guess, some people bought prints and they're going to send us to sign. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And uh, it's my understanding that those, most of the things that were offered will be available post Kickstarter on artithmeric.com. Yeah. So that's a chance if you missed out, you can go in there and actually buy something. Yes. So, um, so that's kind of basically the. Uh, yeah, you know, we had a, a new cover done, and it's, so it's a, it's a different graphic novel than it was before. And I guess we're gonna have to pull the old one off, right? And just, as I say, revitalize everything across the. Can't wait to move on from the first. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because we've we've uh, lived with that a long time. <laughs> yeah, and we think it gets better with six on on, as far yeah. as the the art and the writing and everything just gets better. I think. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming Rachel, who's watching, would also agree. <laughs> um, so post-Kickstarter, post our involvement, uh, we want to start putting out new issues. Yes. And by new issues, we mean issues we did yeah. two years ago. <laughs> um, so uh, I get, we're currently working on issue 21, but we have an issue. We had, last time we put out an issue was 12. Yeah. So we have some catching up to do. So um, let's talk a little bit about... The next issues. All right. Um, we have a. You want to bring up the. Uh, oh. I accidentally. Oh, that's fine. It's under podcast. Isn't it fun doing a live show? <laughs> um. So the first uh, the first issue we're gonna. The uh, selling is issue 13, Lucky 13. Yes. Uh, it's called The Imposter. Give me a... I don't know when volume two will be coming out. 
Thanks for asking the question. I don't know. I assume it would be a year or so because I think there's another uh, Kickstarter they want to do uh, for another graphic novel, and then they're probably going to start back over with um, uh, Sean Hall and then Delegates and then us again. Yeah. So I would imagine it would be a, a year or so before they actually get around to doing it. Good question. I wish I had a better answer. So uh, we're sharing issue 13. Yes. Covered by... Rachel Wells. Um, and then you can see now we're starting to use the SRCC press bug yes. on them, um, which I think it gives a little bit of a, like, you know, I got something the other day from a Kickstarter with some Monarch publishing. And I was like, I had no idea who it was. And like, oh, okay. So it's just, you know, it sounds more official than here's your, you know, SRCC yeah. press. Anyway, so issue 13, The Imposter, part one. That's right. So, um, what happens in issue thirteen? Uh, Marty suffers identity theft. <laughs> right. Marty is. Uh, if you've read the first twelve issues, <laughs> I always feel like I'm preaching to uh, an empty room. Uh, if you've read the first twelve issues uh, in the last um, uh, set of issues, uh, which is what's in a name. Uh, Marty has hooked up with uh, Quincy Victoria Davidson, who is the editor of The Hound Dog's Howl. Yes. Which is also the name of our newsletter, um, which is the school paper. And uh, she is sort of driving a wedge between the, the Marty and Eli. Yeah. Um, and uh, that wedge gets further... I don't want to say drawn, that's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> Further made, or wider, I guess, when uh, somebody is is pretending to be Marty at school. Yeah. And getting him in trouble with a lot of different people. And, of course, Quincy thinks, who looks more like Marty than Eli? Eli. And that's where we'll leave off that synapse. Right. <laughs> so, um, basically, um, yeah, so that's kind of the story. And... Uh, the the imposter is a kid who uh, sort of a good impersonator in in life, kind of not well. He turns into kind of a clay face here, doesn't he? We just watched, <laughs> we just watched the episodes of uh, the Batman, um, the two thousand four cartoon. Yeah, and this is probably somebody calling to ask us why aren't we uh, talking more about it? Um, again, live. Live podcast, these things happen. Um, uh, the uh, professional, yeah, he's professional. Oh, he's not really a professional mimic. He's just somebody that can really, uh, is really good at impersonating people. Yeah. Again, kind of, and I, I, it just occurred to me he's kind of like Clayface in that he he can become look like somebody. Yeah, and uh, that's because of evil Doctor Atlas. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> ringing off the hook. Um, so um, anyway, so in issue thirteen, we we dis we discovered there's somebody impersonating him, and then in issue fourteen, which is the imposter part two. Is that the next one up? That should be the next one up. Yeah. Um, also with a cover by Rachel Wells, um, <laughs> we sort of see. Uh, Kind of Victoria, kind of uh, distracting Marty yes. from what's going on. 
Uh, and we tempting. And, yes, right. and, <laughs> yes. And you know, Marty. Uh, I guess we set up that Marty has sort of a kind of relationship going with uh, Mocha. And, yeah. And he kind of feels like here's a human girl that's interested in me. I think I need to at least pers- try that, pursue it. Yeah. And so Quincy, um, yeah, kind of works with a little magic on poor Marty. And um, uh, uh, Eli uh, decides he needs to kind of get it, bring his brother back into the fold. And he uh, actually goes out and uh, gets help from Professor Theorem. Yes. Who we all remember from Mathematical. <laughs> Uh, issues eight and nine that she can travel with it through the Napoleon theorem. Yeah. So he draws that on a whiteboard and kind of summons her that way, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and she knows what's kind of going on, and try to help tries to help. And Mocha wants to get Marty back as well because he knows it's kind of uh, not so much for the relationship, but just it's kind of toxic for him. Yeah. And he doesn't know what he's in for, and he's getting kind of hoodwinked, and they're trying to bring him back, and so they have to sort of bring down Pedro. Yeah, and, and we'll leave it there. <laughs> so, um, if you like Dr. Atlas, he returns. Yes. Uh, and uh, it's sort of a, it's kind of a feel-good story at the end, Yeah, I think. Um, so, it's, uh, yeah, let's leave it there. <laughs> and one of the things that I guess has always kind of bugged me, obviously, from the fr- we had a we had our first um, uh, signing in like 2019. Yeah. And uh, somebody somebody who we gave a free copy to read it and said, uh, "Well, if she could do it herself, why does she need them?" Which is sort of like a lot of superhero show- stories would disappear <laughs> if that was the case. Um, and so we try, we decide we should explain the backstory, yeah, of how uh, Mocha met the boys, and um, so we decided that it was a good t- chance to sort of do a one shot, which is sort of unusual for for us, um, and it's called How They Met, and we get into sort of. Uh, a little bit of the background and again you know that flashback that we have early on in the story this is the full right very good yes it's the full flashback yeah uh it gives you more details we introduced mocha as a kasune and her little trials and tribulations so i think it's um and how how she kind of used the boys to her own advantage yeah and gave them something at the same time it's kind of a twisted <laughs> little story you think about it but so it uh, takes place uh, when they first met. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of says it all there, doesn't it? Um, so um, this is. I think I really like this cover. Yeah. Uh, again, Rachel Wells uh, did it, and um, it's uh, you know, it, it's sort of her in the world. We're sort of trying to bring in the uh, yokai into the story more. Yeah. And this was a way of also doing that. So we introduced a lot of different yokai. Yeah. And then that continues in, f- in future issues. Yes. We do. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you look at me like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. 
Um, Rachel was saying she really enjoys how Julia uh, colors hair. Now, I and I I've been remiss in saying um, Julia, who's been on the show several times, yeah, went with us on our most recent uh, book signing at Golden Apple back in September. Um, Thirteen is her first issue to work on. Yeah. So we've had her around for a couple of years, and we've never shown anything that she's actually done. So <laughs> well, she, she, to be fair, she expected that to happen. Yeah, I know. I just feel like, um, you know, I appreciate the fact that she went with us to the to the signing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even though she hadn't worked on the issues we were we were trying to hype. But uh, this is uh, finally getting to her stuff, and um, I think she she brings different things to the table than we had from previous colorists. Yes, and obviously. She does hair well. <laughs> um, and um, so it's kind of a chance to finally get to put a little spotlight on her. Yes. And um, I guess we'll maybe when we get closer to actually putting it out, we should have a, a show with everybody talking about issue yeah. 13. That'll be good. Yeah. And uh, I always had the idea for maybe a show at some point is to try to bring all the colorists together. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, again, we there's one we've never met, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that'd be kind of interesting. Um, but because I enjoyed when we we did actually meet up with uh, uh, Paige. Yeah, that was that was a very interesting conversation, and it might be interesting to see. And we've had Nina on the show, and and it's just they've never all met each other, so I just thought it'd be kind of fun, and they could talk about how. How awful we are to work with. <laughs> I would, again, I always feel like we're like ruining them for other <laughs> comic books. That's or not something. A... I know, I know. It's just when I'm, I'm moving on, I'm moving on, I'm moving on. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so um, we should have a party. Yes, and it'd be virtual for you. I'm afraid since you're in Philadelphia. Um. Anyway, uh, so those and we want to put those start putting those out soon. Yeah. Do we have a? I'm thinking in May. Put out the first one. Yeah. Because it, it's post. Well, this is it's almost May now, <laughs> but we actually control. We used to kind of wait for Comicsology. But now we don't have to. Yeah, they're kind of uh, uh, where they've kind of dropped independent comic books as far as we can tell. Yeah. At least they've dropped ours. Um, so yeah, we don't, we're not dependent on them anymore, so we can put it out uh, pretty quickly, I think, across all the platforms. Yeah. We just have camera to. Camera would get into focus. It's live. That's fun. <laughs> Actually, we've gotten into the witness protection program. Weird, I wonder what makes it go out of focus. Yeah. I'll sit back like this. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so that's kind of what. Uh, what do you think, May or June or? Uh, May is fine. We just need to figure out the exact date. Yeah, and we actually probably need to do some test runs. Yeah. And we have another unboxing video. Yeah. Oh, wow. Content. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking at that. Who can we have on the show? What can we talk about? Anyway, so. Uh, We'll, of course, announce that. We'll have, we'll have the team back to talk about it. Now they, they all can talk about it because they've all been on the same issue. Yes. Yeah. That's it's good. And um, I think that's pretty much everything we want to talk about. All right. 
So until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. (laughs) 